Coming to you from Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge in Ingalls, Indiana. Indiana's exclusive Aladino Cigar Lounge. It's Final Third Friday. Welcome back to Final Third Friday. I'm Rob. And I'm Isaiah. Today we're going to be pairing something that's not out yet, but it will be coming to our lounge here um, sometime in March, hopefully early, early March. Um, it's the new Aladino Candela. Um, this is not out yet. We were just down in Honduras last week, which I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about. Oh, yeah. And um, we got to try this for the first time down there. And I'm not exaggerating when I say this is the absolute best Candela that's ever been made, period. Well, there's not a high bar set for me. There's so. not. There's a couple of good ones. I know Illusion makes a good one. And yeah. um, somebody else does too. Um, well, this one though, as, as far as like the Espinosa wasabi goes, that's like it's a solid candela. Oh wait, still a candela though. Oh wait, oh wait. Just wait. Yeah, I haven't yeah. smoked this one yet. No, this is his first chance of trying it. Um, after smoking it a bunch of times on the trip, I felt like this is one I could smoke as a daily smoker. Yeah, it is that good. Um, it's not green and grassy like a lot of the um, candelas are. You do get a little bit of the alfalfa hay, maybe a little bit, but um, not a lot. But it's just an awesome, well-made cigar. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's get into it. What are we going to pair it with? Man, I am out of, you are I out am of, out of whack. So we are pairing that with Barrel Bourbon's New Year. This is the cash strength. This is the 2023. Um, and this is... 113.54 proof sourced from Tennessee, Indiana, Kentucky, Ohio, Wyoming, New York, Texas, and Maryland. Wild. Very wild. Yeah. So it has uh, a little bit of almost everything, everything in there. You know, my, and my thought on that whiskey is if they would just take Maryland out, I think it'd be perfect. What do you got against Maryland? Oh, I don't know. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. I don't know what Maryland whiskey tastes like. Uh, Sagamore. Sure it's, oh, okay. Yeah. Maryland's fine. Yeah, yeah. Maryland's great. It, so, it's interesting uh, that there's Wyoming in there. Part of me wonders if they had sourced from Wyoming Whiskey Co., but... They could have. Could have. But, uh, yeah. Let's get into this. What's, what's your cold draw like? Well, you get, I get some hay. It is like uh, sugar sweet. It almost reminds me of mini wheats. Like yeah, the cross of mini there you wheats, go, wheats. Kind of that cereal, cereal quality. I can see that. I mean, on the cold draw, I get a little bit more of the, <clears throat> the kind of grassy note. But more of like a hay, like a wet hay. Yeah. Um, I still don't get a lot of the vegetal that you get out of a lot of candles. Yeah, totally. Uh-huh. All right. Let's get a pour going, too. I need that for my throat. Yeah. Yeah, Rob caught the avian flu while he was in... Uh, caught something, man, I'll tell you. It was a while he was in brutal Honduras. few days. Yeah. Luckily, the nasty crud didn't hit me until... Literally the day or the night before we were flying back, so the flight home was was a bitch. Mm. But that's how it goes. What are you going? Mm, why? What's that? 
Because it's so, whiskey? Yeah, and uh, it this, this Barrel New Year is such an odd and different palate. Like, it, it, it is a straight bourbon, but it's not like... It doesn't drink quite like your Kentucky bourbon or anything like that. It's its own animal. It really is. I mean, you can tell it's a blend. I mean, you can feel the difference in different parts of that. Um, the whiskey, the sweetness, the heat, the hug, all of it's a little different. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. I'm ready to get into this. Yeah, let's do it. So, yeah, we, um, so for those who don't know, we got to go down and visit the JRE Tobacco Farm, which is the, um, the farm behind Aladino Cigars. And um, we were down there for about a little under a week and got to see the entire process. I've got a lot of video I'm going to be working on trying to get it updated and edited and all the things I can do there. Hopefully have that out within the next few weeks or so. But it's um, it was a great trip. Oh, wow. Um, there's some Aladino Corojo in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, there is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's what makes it so good. And it's fantastic, man. Do the early retro hill. It's almost cinnamon cardamom. On the retro hell for me. It has some of I that. I can see like, that. Almost that nutty quality in there. Yeah, I can see that for sure. I really dig it. Like I said, it does not taste like any other Candela I've ever had. Well, um, no, it doesn't just taste like. It doesn't even taste like Candela. It doesn't taste like burning hay right now. Nope. Which is the majority what you're getting on a Candela. Um, burning hay and wet grass, usually. Hmm. I like it because, again, it's more of a, to me, it's more of a medium plus body and strength. It kind of is. Where, you know, most Candelas are very mild. I mean, a lot of people feel like Candelas are lighter than most um, Connecticut's. Yeah. But it makes sense because you're talking about an under-fermented leaf, too. Yeah. So. Yeah, this is absolutely not that. Nope, not at all. So what about that whiskey? Mm, I don't know. I'm thinking I'm, about this cigar. It's kind of blowing my mind right now. Me too. Um, I, I I know I said it multiple times on the trip. This is going to become a daily smoker for me. Um, this very well could become, we'll see down the road, could become my favorite Aladino to date. I love it. Wow. And I, I, I was shocked. Yeah. I had to go back to it multiple times to see if I was just out of my mind. For science. Or For science, of yeah, course. Of course. Um, the whiskey coming off of it has a nutty almost, and this is a really odd thing. It's almost like uh, like pecans and uh, croissants on the whiskey. <laughs> yeah, it's like that super savor, like that super pastry quality on the whiskey after the cigar. Oh yeah, with icing, with a nice vanilla icing on top. Yeah. That's that's 
Actually, not a bad pairing. And going back to the cigar, that nuttiness is still there. It, it is almost like toasted pecans. And on the retro hills where that cinnamon comes through. Yeah. On the palate, it's like a whisper of cinnamon. And on the retro hill, you're like, ah, there, there it is. is. Yeah. Yep, yep. That Corojo tends to make it pop a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Man. So how things go last week while we were out of town? It was good. Um, yeah. Tam. She, Other than weather. Yeah, Tam was crazy. She a uh, terrible boss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It, it was all fine. Um, I think the weather really put a damper on the week. Yeah, um, especially that middle part of the week. Yeah, and those are already hard days. But are, the Wednesday. Wednesdays are usually Wednesday, real busy for Wednesday us. was really <laughs> d- dampered. Yeah. yeah. Um, it like, but it, it was fine. So, uh, for you guys that don't know, Rob and Lisa were out in Honduras, and uh, uh, Tam, me, and uh, Chloe were here working the shop, keeping things running. And oh yeah, it, it it ended up being a, a pretty good week. It um, did. Saturday um, really picked up for you guys, which it usually yeah, does. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, I started feeling bad. I was like, man, we're just running the business in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, the weather really screwed it here because if you're not from our area here, um, there was a another one of those massive storms that was supposed to come, and you know, a few inches fell and it was nasty. But well, it was like it, it didn't. The weather wasn't cold enough to keep anything around. Yeah. But the school systems had already closed, and yeah. jobs have already claimed it a work from home day. So Other cigar was, shops around here closed. Did I saw they? That. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was in Honduras getting all these alerts. I'm like, damn, I'm getting charged for these every time the thing beeps at me. I had turned most of my notifications off, but not all of them. Yeah. And I saw a bunch of these cigar shops closing. I'm like, oh, yeah. Man, you know, close down. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, think about this Isaiah came from half an hour away in his <laughs> car, Tam came 40 minutes away in her little Civic. Yeah. They made it in here fine. Just fine. Just so, yeah, no, it was not an issue whatsoever. Good, so it ended up being a good week. Saw a lot of people. Um, I don't know, just kind of another week at the shop. Uh, put up your uh, Calibri rack for you, yeah. Shout out to Calibri, uh, yeah. Shout out. Um, Tam and I were super bored, and (laughs) she was like, You want to put that up? I said. Yeah, might as well. I'm I glad said, you did. As, as long as he's got his drill around, so we can pull down a shelf. So. No, that worked out perfect. And yeah. you know, if you don't already know, we have a really nice selection of Calibri cutters and lighters here, um, and we're going to continue to expand it. Yeah. I mean, um, I've already looked back and see that we're going to need to make an order here soon because we're running low on a few things, which is great. That means we're yeah. selling them. So we'll we'll definitely be working with continuing having some good relationships with Calibri. Down the road, hopefully a little bit more. We'll see. This is my first time smoking this Candela, but what I'm realizing is is that it needs to, like, it wants to smoke quicker than a lot of other Aladinos. It does. It does. Not that that's a bad thing. It's just every cigar has its burn time. Well, and also think about this, too. These were rolled the day I got them. Oh, okay. So they're, yeah. as they sit longer, they'll be much better. Everything that we'll be getting... We'll have sat after rolled for a couple months. Yeah. Um, or 
a little over a month. And uh, but everything they have aged in their factory, tobacco-wise, is a minimum of four ages, four years of age. All, all the, the to- tobacco that's tobacco. been resting and sitting and yeah. moving from barn to to um, the to pylons to get the fermentation to the okay, bales okay. to store them. You're and, giving cliff notes real quick. Tell yeah. us why the why the wrapper on this cigar is green. What is that? It's basically under fermented. So I mean, as you not, fermented. A tobacco leaf, it gets darker. Yeah. So as you age it and you ferment it and you're actually putting them in um, in the pylones, which pylones is basically stacking leaves, um, that creates heat because you're still from the tobacco is fermenting. The heat, the ammonia and everything builds up. Well, this you just don't, you don't rest in the pylone that long. Yeah. It's just a slower process. You take it out quicker. You still age it because that's the thing. A lot of people think it's underaged. It's not underaged. It's under fermented. Yeah. So they they age it, they they pull it out of the fermentation early, and then they don't age it as long. Now, one thing they have not disclosed, and I don't know if they ever will, is what leaf that is, the candela, because it could be anything. It could be Cameroon, Corojo, yeah, Habano. Um, my guess is Habano, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I've never tasted a Habano green. No. So I don't really uh-uh. know. But Yeah. Um, and as you, as you can see, and there's some up there too, it's not like a bright green. It's more of like a almost a tan green, um, which tells me they found the perfect spot for Candela to not be grassy. And yeah. you can still tell it's green, but it does not taste green. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it was, it was, I mean. So tell us. Tell us about your trip. Just, I mean, we got time. We, we got, got time. like we got like an hour. Rob. Okay. So just run us through the whole thing from you getting in Miami. Well, I'll tell you, man. I'll never fly without drinking again. It's a pro move. That was golden, man. We get into Indianapolis and we got there early so we can grab a bite to eat. We stand in line at the restaurant and um, there had been people waiting there for a while. Oh goodness! And um, this lady, the the relation, you know, the airport relations comes up. She's like, "Here, have a ten dollar coupon for me and Lisa." I'm like, "Cool." So right after that, I walked up to the waitress, said, "That table's open. Can we sit there?" She's like, "Yeah, let me wipe it off for you." So we sat right down. I started ordering old fashions because the best bourbon they had was um, Knob Creek and the thought, nine. It was yeah, just basic Knob. Yeah, which you know what, in an old fashioned, it wasn't terrible. But Which, they were also pouring about three ounces on each one of them. Oh, yeah. So I had three of those. Which, like, KC9 is 100 proof. Yeah. So so that was, that got me started. So I'm thinking, oh, this is good. We got yeah. 20 bucks off our meal. That was great. And then um, we get on the plane, and I'm like, okay, let's let's get on the, oh, yeah, we got on the plane. So I'm like, Let's keep drinking. So I, the only bourbon they had that was anything was Woodford. Okay. So I got two Woodfords. You didn't want to do Fireball? Uh, no. no, no. <laughs> Lisa got DeSolano because she was looking for something sweet. Yeah. I got a couple of Woodfords. And the lady comes down. She's like, here you go. She's like, there's no charge for you today on this. I'm like, what? She's like, she's like, yeah, no charge. It's on me today. I'm like, okay, more free drinks. Let's go. Yeah. And then we get into... Um, Miami, and we spent a day there. But honestly, the Miami portion of it was really meeting meeting Vivian for the first time, which is Husto's wife. Yeah, meeting her, meeting um, Andrea, which is their daughter, their middle daughter. Um, and I'm telling you what, 
we've met met her and Vivi uh, or Vivi, uh, Vivian's their other daughter, their oldest daughter. This company's in good hands going forward. Yeah, these girls are amazing. Yeah. Um. So down the road, whenever that happens, which I mean, it's it's, I would assume it's decades down the road. Okay. Okay. But it's going to so be in good we're hands. We're talking about this. Yeah. You trashed the authority in our last episode. Were there any comments about that? No. Okay. Not yet. Well, I haven't, yet. I haven't looked at the any comments on our no, YouTube no, no. or anything. No, no, I'm talking about in person because I'm sure no. who still heard about that. Nope, never said a word. Okay. Never said a word. <laughs> okay. Like, Trey, and Matt, Trey and I talked a little bit about some of the stuff, and but no, no one said a word. And I will say one thing. And gentlemen. Again, there were a lot of young people working in that factory. The two people that were managing the box factory at Aladino yeah. were two 20-something women yeah. killing it. Yeah. Like, still don't buy into it. That's amazing. So, yeah. So, most of our trip in, in Miami was dealing with getting our freaking COVID test. Yeah. Driving through the FEMA wonderland that they have down there. They still there. have that in oh my Florida? God. Oh yeah, dressed up in hazmat suits, coming out to get your your test and everything. Oh, it's goofy, it's man. insane. So we all got our approved, got that approved, all that good stuff, and then um, went got headed down. You to, passed the test. Passed the test. <laughs> um, but in all honesty, it wouldn't have mattered. We get into Honduras and they're just like, I walk up there and I'm trying to pull up my COVID test because my phone's not pulling anything. My email's in. And I'm like. I've got the Verifly app. Is that cool? She's like, oh, yeah, go on through. You're fine. They never checked anything. So we wouldn't have had to have it. We just had to have it to check into the country. Yeah. Um, we got there, and then it was about a four-and-a-half-hour drive to the farm. Okay. So it's like driving from here to St. Louis. Did you smoke no. on your way? No. No. No, they had to rent a bus because we had so many people. Okay. So we drank, but we didn't, spend, didn't smoke. What were you drinking? Um, or wait, no, we didn't drink on the way down. We had drinks before we went down. Yeah. That's what it was. Um, the bus dr- drank. They had beer. Ice wasn't drinking beer. So. Yeah. I couldn't find a bottle of anything good, so I didn't buy any bottles either. So so we get down to the farm and, and then basically spent the evening just kind of getting to know the family and meeting Julio, Julio sitting out by his pool and just relaxing. It was a great night. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, so that was really the first day in Honduras. We didn't we didn't really go see any any farms or anything. Uh, I take that back. First day, did we go to the to the fat the, to the field? Okay, so yeah, the first day we went we went to the fields and got to see, you know, basically everything from their barns where they yeah. start the seeds, you know, to the saplings up to the fields. And then okay. that, that one picture I took that of Lisa. That picture is crazy. They don't grow tobacco like that here. <laughs> no. Those leaves are giant. Yeah. And they're yeah, six and, and it, a half, seven foot tall yeah. when we took the picture with Lisa. And it, that that was Habano is what okay. that one was. Um, we got to see every stage of the of the farm. It's so funny, too, because, I mean, they're they're meticulous. Yeah. I've, ne- I've seen pictures of other farms. I've never seen someone uh, a farm so meticulous on growing tobacco in a third world country. Yeah, I mean it's it's insane. They've got 300, 
300 acres growing right now, and they got another room for another 400, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, another 400 acres that they can grow more leaves. Whoa. They've got more more tobacco than they know what to do with at this point, and they'll That's never amazing. have a shortage. Yeah. They're, they're able to sell some tobacco to other people, um, but they're keeping their stuff for them too. So Yeah. Oh, good. Good. That's uh, that's crazy. So you you finally met Julio. Yes. Is he? Did he live up to everything oh, yeah. you needed him to be? He's such an awesome. I saw guy. you got to like second base with him and put <laughs> your hand in your lap. Yeah, he's such a nice guy, <laughs> man. Um, yeah, he he answered any question we had. Um, sat down, talked to us, sat out and hung out with us out by the the pool and we ate and everything. And just a really really nice guy. Yeah. We, in mornings we're getting up at six o'clock, going down and having breakfast. Well. 7.45 is when we ate breakfast. Um, you got he up was at already 6 gone. o'clock? Yeah, he was already gone. You did? Oh, yeah. Was oh, yeah. it a struggle, Lisa, getting him up? Lisa says yes. Yeah. She nods her head. Yeah. Rob's not an early I'm not riser. a morning person. I used to be, but not anymore. Yeah. Um, but by the time we got down there for breakfast, he was already gone, jumped in his, his equipped tracker, which, if you don't know, Julio is a paraplegic. Yeah. He's from his chest down. He, he has no movement. Um, so he has he has two trackers on his farm that have been equipped for him to drive with his hands, and when one when one breaks down, it goes to the shop and he drives the other one. And they just rotate them. Yeah. And he he's gone at six o'clock every morning down to the factory checking on things. I mean, he is involved with everything down there, and he's eighty five years old. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Very amazing. Yeah, that's cool. So, uh, trying to keep this going. I don't want to. No, I don't want to go out. Yeah, that's awesome. So you finally met the guy. Yep, eighty-five doing crazy, like crazy stuff. stuff. Yep. Yeah. And then after after we went to the um, the fields, we went checked out the um, the aging barns where they're yeah. hanging all the leaves, and um, that was beautiful too. Lisa got to actually string up a few leaves on okay. how they do it. Basically, what they do is they 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 tie the leaves together, and kind of sew them together at the top, and then they hang them over basically a big um, wooden rod. Yeah. And then they take those up, and the guys climb up in the in the tobacco rick house, basically. Yeah. They take them up into the tobacco barn, hang them, and the whole barn gets filled. And wow. um, that'll sit there. That can sit there for years, depending on how long they want it to age. Yeah. And basically all that's doing is the humidity stays up because Honduras temperature there is is about 80 degrees every day down to about 60 degrees at night. And that's every day of the year. It never varies. And um, humidity levels always in 60 to like 70, 75% range. Yeah. So they don't humidify anything. It's just yeah. sitting on their desk. They don't need bovida. No. <laughs> No, so everything is just right there. And um, so we went through that process, got to see, um, you know, how they how they build the pylones and how they start aging tobacco and fermenting tobacco and all yeah. that. And there'll be a, there will be a lot more in the video. I'm just kind of going over randomly right now. Um, so we, go ahead. Real quick, uh, where you explain the difference between aging and then fermentation, what, what the desire to outcome of each of those would be well aging is just letting the re really letting the leaf rest and start yeah. changing color okay um that's where they're hanging in the barn yeah um 
fermenting is when they actually stack the leaves and the leaves work together and heat up and that heat up is what then starts dissipating all the ammonia yeah after that they will take those leaves and they will put them in these big wheels which are like probably 10 foot diameter wheels okay probably 50 feet long yeah maybe bigger now probably 12 14 foot round maybe 50 feet long just big wheels they just hang the leaves on them and they rotate them and it just flips those leaves and you walk in there and that ammonia is so strong yeah it knocks you out um but we did we went in there i got video of that um but that's that's what they do with the the the, the ammonia once that ammonia is out then they can stack the uh, the leaves and make bales out of them and then those bales will sit for an additional time maybe a year or whatever they want to let them sit and then that just lets the flavors kind of marry yeah in the bale yeah so uh the initial aging is just for color's sake mostly yeah and and i i assume so i didn't hear all of that but I, that's that's the only thing I got. I was, that was to kind of get the the color process changing, and the uh, just allowing the, the leaves to rest and go yeah. into it. Because if you just leave them out, they're going to rot. The hanging the way they are, the, the humidity and everything kind of work together. Yeah. Am I saying that right, Lisa? Okay, okay. But yeah, that's um, it's basically yeah, just kind of getting them ready to go into the fermentation. And then fermentation would probably be to break down some of the sugars inside yeah. the actual tobacco and exactly change the flavors. Just and, like fermenting, you know, yeah, anything else, so, food, whatever. And then the byproduct of that chemical reaction is the ammonia. Mm-hmm. So I guess you'll know all the sugars are fermented out in there. Man, the, I'll tell you. <laughs> that, it's crazy how much ammonia is created off that. Yeah. I mean, to the point where, I mean, you... You can't breathe. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Man, one guy almost passed out because it was that really? strong. Yeah. Oh wow. I was almost one of them. Are they yeah. like these guys? Don't even mask up, man. They just go in and Do work. They have like a fire. They're lighting in there. <laughs> I don't know. Now, if they did that, I think it would probably blow up. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you think about an exhaust vent up top that always has a fire running or something. Yeah. <laughs> like just burn it up. Yeah. Yeah. It was trying to pull it out. It just had too much. Oh, wow. They just leave the doors open all the time in there? Nope. No, when it's not, when it's running and not, when people aren't walking through like us, it's closed up. Wow. They'll have the fans still sucking out the top, but it's. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. That's wild. Um, and then the next day, we went first to the box factory. Um, they, they build. They build it. They do everything. The only thing there they don't do for their brand is the bands on the cigars. They order those out from cigar Every, rings. Um, some of them are. <laughs> yeah. They have two. They have two um, rings. I can't remember who the other one was, but cigar rings is one of them. Which <laughs> did you tell them about my gentle obsession with cigar rings? I think Lisa did. Yeah. Oh, I thought you did. <laughs> See, I don't know if it's the cigar rings, but it sure looks like it. It sure does. <laughs> I think you can pay them a premium not to have their little logo on it. Oh, so. I'm sure, yeah. But it came off like a cigar ring. It really band, did. So, um, and and they're working on different, you know, possibly different bands and stuff like that on them too. Um, so these will probably look a little different when we get them. But um, but yeah, the box factory was. I mean, they literally take raw Spanish cedar, big logs, 
and that's where they start and they build the entire box from it and do everything right there at the factory down to yeah. you know pressing in the logos and everything it's were you just wild. impressed at how they can build a spanish cedar box for like a couple bucks when it took you thousands to build your humidor yeah <laughs> like man if i well, had stock like that and the other we were talking to them a little bit about you know pay rates and one of the, we were in the in the fields at the time and um Husto was telling us like you know if you if you're a a farmer of tobacco in nicaragua you're gonna make four bucks a day if you're if you're in Costa Rica, I think it was eight bucks a day. If you were in Dominican, it's like six bucks a day. They pay their farmers 13 bucks a day. So they get a lot of people coming from those other countries that want to work for them because they're making double, triple the money. And 13 bucks doesn't sound like a lot. The cost of living is different down there, and they're not looking to build homes. They're basically building shelter. You know, you don't need air conditioning and heat. You just build shelter so you have a place to sleep that yeah. night. And um, a lot of these places where they live, they'll grow their own food. So they're growing their own food, raising their own animals to kill, and it's a different world, that's for sure. It is. I mean, in a lot of, any time I've been in, like, South America, really your grocery bill is rice and beans. Pretty much. Because that's it. Otherwise, you have chickens running around. Yep. And you have your fresh veggies in the ground. Like, you'll be pulling yucca out of the ground when you want to eat it, and the but they can grow you around. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, and that was something else that was kind of cool about their farm. I don't know of any other ones that are quite like this, but um, they have they have their own body shop mechanic on the farm for automobiles, tractors, whatever they need it for. Wow. They've got um, their own, they have their own clinic, so they got a doctor on staff for the farm. For anybody, there's a thousand people that work for them. So this is the equivalent of working at like a Google. <laughs> but tobacco. Yeah. In a third world country. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. It's just, it's impressive what they're, what they've created there. And the family is so well known in Honduras that, you know, Julio and Justo and the family all, every, every regime that's gone through there since they've lived there, they become very good friends with the, the president of the country and wow. the entire regime because those countries or the, those people realize these guys are employing more people in our country than anybody else. They're, they're, they love the country. They're promoting the country outside of their country. Yeah. And um, they, they really think a lot of the Aroas. And um, you could see that. I mean, the entire town that lived around it, they were just, they lived there because they worked there. So they would, they loved the family. I mean, there was no animosity in work like you see around here. Yeah. They're just grateful. It was, it was pretty wild. Yeah, sounds like they take really good care of their people, too. Mm-hmm. So uh, you got to see the factory where they were rolling all the stuff. Yep. Yeah, because well, after the box factory, um, the the next day or later that afternoon, it was later that afternoon, we went into the where they actually roll them. And um, it was a really cool process watching them because everything they do is hand-rolled. The only other fa- factory I'd been to was J.C. Newman. And 99% of the J.C. Newman stuff is machine-made. Yeah. Um, at least in America. Um, the only thing they, they roll in America is the American. Yeah. Everything else is all machine-made here. All their other stuff that's not machine-made is rolled, I don't know where they are, Dominican maybe. Um, but with them, everything is hand-rolled. Um, 
they go through the process of sorting. And, you know, there's, there's also a misnomer, um, which I didn't realize, and I'm pretty sure Lisa didn't either. Um, they were telling us, because the question was asked, why do you guys have women that do all the um, all the, the sh um, sorting for colors and all that stuff? Because women have better eyes. They're like, he's like, they're like, no. It's like, they're shades. People, you know, guys can pick it as much as girls can. So they have just as many men as women, sh you know, sorting and stuff. Yeah. The one thing I did see more women doing was they were doing the meticulous, like, de-stemming the leaf and separating the leaves and stuff. Yeah. But I don't know if that was just because they were newer to the factory and that was just where you start before you get to become a roller or what. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was very, very diverse on the women and men that were working in there. Um, but watching them do their craft was pretty amazing. They're, they're very, very good at what they do. And it shows on their product. Yeah. So, were you able to try any, like, factory rolls like here's what this person who rolls all day long here's now, what they bring home not as smoke. much but when we first got to the factory they had um they had rejects which yeah. basically the rejects were it was either a little too long um, for what they wanted or the color wasn't quite matching something or maybe a cap didn't go on perfectly or whatever they yank all those out um and so we all smoked one of those so it was literally right off the table we just smoked it and it was very fresh yeah and and we don't know what it was. I mean, kind of got an idea. It might have been um, just the regular Corojo, but I yeah. don't know for sure. Yeah. But it was it was kind of a fun process, smoking one as we started walking around the factory. Um, yeah. I mean, it was it was really kind of cool seeing um, seeing them roll. And I can't remember. Did he say each roller rolls about a thousand cigars a day? Is that what it was? I'll have to go back and look. Yeah. But it's a lot. And you're talking about rooms full of people rolling all day long. Yeah. And I, yeah, it was I mean, pretty wild. And, it, and it's crazy. You think like Aladino and you're like, how big can they be? They just don't have a, they don't have an online presence. They're just shops. It's yep. just shops. And, and you hear stuff like that and you're like, man, they're, but they're big. We did hear also, which I don't think this was not supposed to be told. I'll be told if it was. Um, you know, they're making the Aliados for Oliva, yeah. which is just an Aladino cigar which, that they banded up for Oliva. They just they just got confirmed that they're going to be making that consistently every year at, at a, about 750,000 I still cigars. haven't tried that Aliados. It's, it's, it's Aladino. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a nice, milder version of the Corojo. I think it's got a Habano wrapper maybe on it. Just a little bit milder than what maybe the vintage selection is. So it's you're gonna know it's Aladino when you smoke it. Almost a classic. Almost a classic. Not yeah. as much Habano. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm plenty into the second third on this cigar. Um, the thing that I am stuck with is still almost that frosted mini wheats thing that I had on the cold draw, but there's quite a bit of like. Spicy cinnamon on the palate at this point. And I still get quite a bit of black pepper on the nose. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of different for Aladino because a lot of Aladino stuff, you don't get the spicy black pepper. 
You might get a little bit of red pepper, but it's more of a red pepper cinnamon out of the Corojo Reserva. And there's this a, one, you get black pepper in it. And well, I love and it. there's a definite nuttiness that hangs. Yeah. after you have that black. Yeah, pepper. we were saying something like maybe like a an almond or a cashew, kind of a light nut. Yeah. Um, which I think that's that's just because the the candela has aged enough to where it's not as grassy and you're getting more of that light mild nut note now and it's really nice what did i say earlier on the sip like it's almost like german roasted pecans and croissants on Ooh. like smoke to sip well and just so you know take a this, sip rob this pairing will not be available when this posts no it but won't. once we get it in we'll do the pairing for a week or two yeah yeah um Oh, still that pastry quality, but it's like cinnamon and pecans, man. Yeah, it, it's so good. That it's that, the, it that's is completely. It's a cinnamon sugar coated yeah candied almond or candy pecans. Yeah, and and this has completely transformed this barrel New Year for me. Yeah, like it. it if I were smoking this and you handed me this pour, I would not be able to tell you what it was. Yeah, it almost. It has a similar nuttiness to a lot of just straight Kentucky distilleries like Beam or Heaven Hill. It really brought out more. more like that, but it's, I mean, I, I listened to you. There's so many places it's sourced from. Well, and that's the thing. We, this is, when we first got it in, I'm like, oh, that's pretty good whiskey. This has actually made that a really, really good whiskey. Yeah. Um, this is something I could drink more often once we get Absolutely. more of these cigars in. Um but yeah, so we got to watch them roll, and then the way they package them and all that stuff. You know, that was that was you know a lot of fun watching them do all that. But it was really the the best part about all of it was just meeting the people, yeah, uh, meeting you know Julio, and really hanging out with the other shops. Got to meet Dan, which is he's the new shop down in Austin. Okay, got to meet him. What's he's, his shop called? It's um. Oh, God, I can't remember. I'm just putting you on the spot, Rob. You spent a week with the guy. I'll see if Lisa can remember okay. the name of it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Dan, there's another girl, um, Kim. She's out in um, Sonoma, California. Oh. And um, she's probably going to be coming on. Their, their shop is 50 years old this year. Um, she's the. It's her mom and dad that own the shop. She's taking it over. Wow. Um, and she's... She's ready to go, and That's she wants awesome. to be in Aladino Lounge. That's awesome. So she'll be in Aladino Lounge out in California. Met some um, some other guys from California that were out there. They were retailers. Um, they're not a shop, and they probably won't be if she takes it over. But they were really nice people. Um, got to know them a little bit, and they they want me to send the video once we get that all done. Yeah, to um, for them because they want to promote it as well. Hey, the oh, were there more people on the trip? Um, we had Ron. Ron is yeah. a um, a retailer out of Rhode Island. Okay, really nice guy as well. Um, I don't know down the road he might be. I don't know if he if he's yeah. looking at that or not. Um, really really nice guy. He and I and Lisa sat and talked quite a bit because we were having similar issues with like point of sale and, and stuff like that. And we have a similar mindset of of whiskeys and, and pairings and stuff. So Sweet. it was really nice talking to him. Yeah. Um, we did a lot of collaboration with him, for sure. Yeah. And then also we met Joel, which Joel was the new Aladino rep. Okay. He's going to be covering um, North Carolina and I think kind of southeast. I'm not sure what all states he covers. Okay. But he lives in North Carolina. 
That'll be his main key territory. Sweet. And he is a firecracker. Yeah. You put him and Trey Mack together, and you oh, can't gosh. get a word in edgewise, man. Oh, I believe that. They're on each I other. That. And it's funny because they're they're really great friends, and um, and they're just they just slam each other back and forth, and it was it was a lot of fun. Oh my gosh, this is spicy on the retro. I head. love it, don't you? It's crazy. You would never think about like, that. Like okay, Corojo Reserva. Has some spice on the retro hail, but it's like heavy baking spices and almost like uh, those hot tamales, like that sort of cinnamon. Like this, man. this to me is approaching the um, knuckle sandwich habano spice level on the retro hail. I think so. Um, Not all the time though. That's what's crazy. Yeah, you'll go three puffs doing that, and you're like, wow. And then all of a sudden you go one, and you're like, oh, I melted out. It yeah. just transitions so much. Okay. So, real quick, for the people in the back and the people. For the people. For the people. For the people. Um, what does it mean to be an Aladino Lounge? So, an Aladino Lounge is it's basically something typically Husto and Trey or Husto and Joel, whatever it's going to be, they, they, they go to a lounge. And what it's always been is a lounge that already promotes their product well, sells a lot of their product and they offer a lounge to them. Obviously, they have to have a lounge to smoke in, too. Like Fred. Fred was the first one in Pittsburgh, which, by the way, Fred was there, too. Sweet. Um, um, Fred, right, Fred. Fred was the first one you. out there. <laughs> no, we went through that. He opened up his second shop and crushed us. Oh, that's yeah. okay. Um, but he, you know, he can't sell liquor. Yeah. Um, so they have a private lounge in the back, which there's ways around that. He charges and if you want to go back and smoke you charge a buck or whatever it is to go back and smoke yeah but they can have liquor back there for people just to share but they can't sell liquor yeah um most going forward i think is going to be lounges where they can sell liquor but not always because like down in texas a lot of them will serve um coffee or something and you know what coffee is a great pairing with cigar if you're able to do that so they want there has to be a lounge um but it's also got to be most we're the only one so far that they've came to before we even started and said we want you to be a lounge yeah. before you even open. Um, I felt very honored by that. Yeah. Um, but most of it is they invite and they want one from every state eventually down the road, and it's really people that are promoting their brand. Yeah. So, cool. and it's not hard to promote their brand. It's I mean, really one of not. the things that was kind of cool too that we saw on this trip was they they draw test every cigar. Every single cigar. They just draw puff tested. every single one of them? They just yank on No, they have a machine, and they literally draw test every cigar. And I asked him, I'm like, you know, I've heard Perdomo say, we draw test every cigar. He's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, everyone does. He's like, if someone doesn't, they're just cutting corners. Yeah. But everyone, at least all the big manufacturers do. So that's why you get cigars and... I mean, so they're measuring resistance yes. and airflow. Yes. I did not realize that actually happened. Yep. So they do that on every cigar. In the machine is a is a small Honduran lady who takes a nope. puff of your cigar before you ever have. It's literally a a machine this guy sits at and he slides it into a tube, turns the machine on. If it is under the if it's over the resistance that they require, they pitch it. Wow. So. And when we were watching it, we watched him do probably 15, 20 of them. And I think none of them were, were, uh, had to be thrown out. He had two on the table 
um, that he, when he was doing his um, calibration on everything before he started, there were on the table that were ones that he had to throw away. I don't know why it could have been. Maybe he, maybe they have a couple of cigars that are a little bit more plugged that they can test it just to make sure it's working. Yeah. But um, but I didn't see any of them that he was doing while we were there that were not perfectly drawn. And this is why Aladino can provide you with some of the best Lanceros in the game. Mm-hmm. I smoked a lot of Lanceros last week just because I had them at the house and was in a Lancero mood that were yeah. from other brands and they were limited editions and stuff like that. And I ended up pitching three of them because not everybody knows how to do it like that. No, no, and that was something cool too, which right now the only Candela that's going to be coming out, at least probably the first year, is going to be this Robusto size, um, which is actually a good size because it – it kind of fits most niche, you know, areas. You know, number one c- selling size cigar in America is a Toro. Yeah. Oh, I but thought not it was ever- a 770. 770. No, that's <laughs> only for Asylum. But um, but no, it that's the number one size. So doing a Robusto allows them to still hit the Toro crowd, but someone likes mild or smaller ring gauges will still enjoy it too. Yeah. But I did smoke my fair share of of the Lancero Candelas, and dear Lord. If they release that one, I will be smoking boxes of those a week. <laughs> it was they were amazing. And yeah. Husto, if you are listening to this, if you want to get rid of one of those boxes on your desk in your office, hey. I know a guy. I Ooh. want one. I probably also want one. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'll we split the box with Rob. So me and Trey were sitting in, <laughs> in Husto's office, which I don't know if Trey told Husto we were doing this. Trey's sitting back in Husto's desk, his feet up. Oh yeah. We're smoking uh I'm Can- sure Candela Lanceros. Oh no, no. So yeah, that's where I spent my first one was in Husto's office. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. But I hope that Lancero does come out because I loved it. I know a lot of shops around don't sell them or don't do a, or don't have clientele to like them or whatever. But man, they're so good. I would. This would be an amazing Corona too. Yeah. But again, they're just now releasing it. Um, they got some other special stuff coming too. I brought you one back of another I mean, one, yeah. which I can talk about that. I believe it's a Sumatra, their first Sumatra. And if you if you've ever heard me talk about Sumatras, most of the light Sumatras I'm not a fan of. Well, a lot of them are just earthy, leathery, yep. and don't have a whole lot going on. But when they're good, they're really good. I mean, think about the knuckle sandwich Maduro. Yeah, that's a Sumatra, absolutely fantastic. And this one, as you saw, it's a darker. Sumatra wrapper, yeah, and with that, with the Aladino underneath it, the the Corojo, and I'm not sure what the full blend is yet on that one. It's it's really good too. Yeah. And then they've got another cigar they're going to start releasing for events, so they're going to have event only cigars, kind of like the Blood Medicine, yeah. Um, and it's um, Project Lomas is what it's called. Okay. Every year it's going to be a different cigar, different blend, whatever. They're not going to disclose what the blend is. If you want them. You buy a box, you get a four-pack. So, so it is quite literally like the blood medicine. Yep. You buy a box, you get a four-pack. Four pack. So that's what that's they're going to be doing um, going forward, which is nice because they said, you know, that what they've always done, and if you've ever been to an Aladino event here, you know, they typically bring cigars that we can buy on an everyday basis that you can buy here on an everyday basis, yeah. and that's your freebies. This way you get something you can never get except for going to an event. Yeah, and, and I- um, I will tell you, that's one of the special things about us being a uh, Aladino lounge is they take really good care of our people at events. They do. 
really, really they good do. care. And and they'll be doing some special stuff with that too, tiering systems with you know swag and stuff like that. We just have to. They're working that out right now, so we'll probably see that coming up um, April first for okay. the final four. Uh, Trey's definitely coming for that. I'm not sure. I don't think Husto's gonna be able to make it. His he's got gra- his daughter's graduating and some other things coming up, so he's not gonna be able to make that one. But he's gonna definitely come out this summer. Yeah, and spend some time with us. And what? Yeah, yeah. So so Vivi is she lives in London. That's his oldest daughter, um, mid twenties, upper twenties maybe. And the girls over in, in London just absolutely killing it, getting Aladino all over Europe. Yeah. Um, so you're gonna, you're definitely gonna see. And I, I kind of made this prediction on our show. Said you're gonna. I think Aladino is gonna be one of those brands you're gonna see really make a huge splash this year. Oh, absolutely. And, and it's not this year. Over the next two to three years, they're and you know people are go. Oh, I never heard of them. Are they a new brand? I'm like, Julio Aroa is one of the granddaddies of this entire industry. Yeah, he has helped more. I mean, he's he has helped and been part of families of Placencia and all these other brands. He's helped Rocky. He's helped yeah. um, Oliva. He's helped a lot of these brands get to where they are today. And people think, oh, I've never heard of that guy. He must not be. He must be new. He's been around since Cuba. Yeah, I mean, he's been around he just forever. Have millions of marketing dollars behind him. Well, he has the money. He's just a very humble guy. He will not throw himself out there. There you go. I mean, he literally will not throw himself out there. And um, they're trying to get more more of that stuff out there. And, you know, that's one thing Husto had Trey doing a lot was take a lot of pictures and get a lot of media to try to promote more of this because, you know, I mean, and I don't mean this to sound morbid, but Julio's 85 years old. We don't know how many years we got left for, for him. He, he's going to live forever. He might. At the rate he's going. He might. I mean. Uh, tobacco's Great for your body, so it is. It is. It actually is impressive that at eighty-five, that dude's rocking. I like really that. hope I didn't like, piss he, him off, though. Why's that? Well, I did drink almost his entire bottle of of the VSOP cognac that he had in his liquor cabinet in his in his bar. That was the one thing I wanted to drink that was there. Some others. I'm sure it was really good. It was really good. It yeah. was really good. What was it? Do you remember? I don't remember the name of it. Did you take a picture? I don't think so. Maybe. Man, rookie move. Maybe. Rookie move. I don't know. I've never seen it before. There's Rish. But, uh. Oh, oh, shoot. Yeah. We're getting our shelves put in the back room Monday. Amen. Which means Sunday night I got to move all the crap out of the wow. back. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, Which we're just talking about storage in the back room. We yeah. uh, we have so much crap back here, and there's just not well, good and storage. We don't have proper storage for cases of liquor. You don't realize yeah. how heavy that stuff is, and how yeah. you actually basically need freestanding shelves that can hold it. They're building shelves all the way up the wall, all oh, the way yeah. around. So yeah. So uh, maybe we'll get more organized. <laughs> we have to. Lord willing. We have to. Lord willing. But, uh, What's up, man? Adam, um, Adam, come here. Come here. You, come here. You gotta, you, you gotta, gotta say hi to the people. You're a legend on here. Yeah, you gotta so see the man. Sit down real quick. This is the man. If you've ever been here and you've seen our patio, and yeah. you've seen our bar, and you've seen our shelving, this is the guy. His company is the one that made it. Hey, plug your so, business. Yes. Uh, Rich Innovations. Uh, we do interior, exterior remodeling. 
and uh, love hooking this place up, man, for sure. You killed it for us, that's for yeah. sure. So everybody, we could not have opened up. Patio. Yeah, we could not have opened up, you know, on time without you. I appreciate yeah. that. That other guy screwed us pretty bad. You helped <laughs> us out quickly. Yeah. I, yeah. I always tell everyone, it's like, if we had started with you in the first place, which I know you said I should have started with you, <laughs> if we had started with him, which I didn't even know him, otherwise I would yeah. have, um, we would have been opened up by Christmas that year. So, yeah, for sure, man. Well, you got a great place here. So, well, we love you being a part of it. So, yeah. You always have that hair so slick back for these uh, podcasts. No, or what? Yeah, he gets no. it up for these. <laughs> No, actually, I think what it was was I put the beard oil in my hair. I didn't take it off before I put my hair. <laughs> I so I got a little beard oil in my hair. I, think. I believe That's it. That's the most man thing right there. <laughs> Maybe I need to start combing it all the way back, slicking yeah. it back. Oh, oh shit. Goodness. Well, I'll give you your spot back. Yeah. All right, man. All good. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, Adam's going to be doing all of our work in the back, too. and um, Yeah, he hooks us up. That's yeah. for sure. Uh, does a fantastic job. If you are in the... Like, I mean, he's out of Pendleton. If you're out of this entire region here, I mean, he's he's done some stuff down in New Powell. Yeah. Um, he he. I mean, I will say one thing. I mean, he is not the cheapest guy in the world, but he also does the best work of anyone I've seen around here. Well, so if you want to if you want to go cheap, you're going to get cheap. If you want to go quality, this is the guy to do the work. Yeah. Yeah. He builds stuff that lasts, and he gets it done mm. on time. When he tells you a deadline, it'll be done. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah, he got that entire patio, including pouring concrete, done in a week. It's crazy. <laughs> Just you know, it's crazy. Cutting up the 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 blacktop, pouring concrete, and building that thing in a week. It was yeah. nuts. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, that's, that was pretty much you know our trip in a nutshell. Um, and then of course on the way back, the day the the morning of us flying back, um, I started getting something i don't know what it was and i i felt like crap the rest of the day and basically all the way through about tuesday of this week from saturday to tuesday i was just um felt like i was on my well, deathbed lisa told me uh, sunday night she thought about taking you to er she almost did yeah. i was about ready to yeah but that's crazy man. we're back now we're my back. voice isn't fully back yet but but this always happens to you about this time of year where you just like are coughing lose your voice i do and it'll every go, year it'll go like a month i and i wonder i mean i i know i've i know i said this earlier but i wonder if some of that didn't come from the triggering of that ammonia barn yeah um because that was brutal that was rough and um but when you're there it's something you absolutely want to see oh 100 percent. yeah 100 percent because I mean, you, you do not realize how much a freaking leaf on a plant creates ammonia until you're in that room. You're like, my God. My eyes are burning. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But no, I mean, I can't, I can't wait to go back. Um, it's one cool thing, too, that, that they're going to start doing going forward is, you know, by selling as much product as we sell of theirs, um, we'll have opportunities to take, you know, maybe a couple customers down to the yeah. farm. I'm going I can't next wait to time. Do that. You are. And we'll bring the podcast gear. Absolutely. Julio and Husto for a poolside oh, chat. Oh, that'd be awesome. That pool was beautiful. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Overlooking the entire Jamastron Valley. Yeah, it's crazy. Basically, you look over and you, you look through and they've got, they got this sign. It says Aladino and Aroa. Yeah. And um, it's the pool here. And then you look out over the valley and the mountain range at the other side of the valley, which looks like it's right there, it's probably 100 miles away. Yeah. Um, that's Nicaragua. 
That's how close they are to Nicaragua. Crazy. <clears throat> so it was, it was amazing. Um, can't wait to go back. Yeah. The only, the only downside was, for some reason, our room was where all the wolf spiders decided to migrate oh, okay. to. So we killed 10 wolf spiders in our room. They're giant. Massive, massive. Yeah. Massive, man. Did you get bit? No, no, no. They just give me the willies like nothing. Oh yeah. Oh, my God. oh yeah. And that was what's funny too is you take you know, your sheets every night before you go to. Oh bed. yeah, there was one on Lisa's bed. Oh. One day, yeah. And then um, the one thing that they have a lot down there of is they have um, scorpions too, especially this time of year. And um, we didn't see any scorpions, but the one person that had a scorpion in the room was was Vivian. She was the only one that had a scorpion in her room that we heard of. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm okay not seeing scorpions. Yeah, yeah, I've I'll seen pass. them. I don't need any more. I'll be fine. Yep. I've been to Texas once. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, yeah. But, no, it was it was amazing. Again, like I said, the people down there are amazing. Um, we did go through a town, and I'll have to ask Lisa what the name of that town was now, but it's the biggest, it's the capital city of Honduras. Yeah. Is it that where is, you flew into? No, we flew into a small, their, their small airport, which is kind of almost in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. This, you don't want the airport to be in this city. This city apparently has been the murder capital of the world many, many times over. Oh, goodness. It is massive. Yeah. But it's, you don't want to go there apparently. So we didn't. We drove through. Yeah. As quick as we could. There you go. But... Well, and uh, you were drinking most of the time when you were down there. What would they have, like a bunch of rum and that sort of thing? They deal? did have rum. I mean, like I said, I drank mostly cognac when I was down there. Uh, that was pretty much all I drank was yeah. the cognac. Yeah. Um, so you drank well, actually, a mojito. No, I, I take that back. So, oh, yeah, they their mojitos were good, yes. <laughs> it was funny because the, the one girl that worked for them, yeah. um, uh, every time I walk out, I'm like, mojitos? And she's like... Almost like okay, so she bring me out a mojito and bring everyone mojitos. And it's like I'm sitting out there and I thought she was bringing out around refills. I'm like, oh, I'll take a refill. She's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm done. I'm like, oh, no worries. So she comes out. She gave me like a, a double mojito. It's like the glass was full. Oh my god! She's like, here you go. I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. Let's go. But yeah, so good. we're definitely gonna be creating some mojitos here. Here? Oh my god, yeah. they're so delicious. Yeah, so delicious. They're not hard. You just oh, have to have easy. that fresh mint. That's it. Fresh mint, and it's not a lot of mint. No. Just barely a little bit of mint. Good good white rum. Yeah. And was lime juice. And yeah. I don't know what else. Simple. Yeah, a little bit simple or agave. Oh, no, it wasn't agave. It was, it was just simple, yeah. Yeah. Super good, super good. Super good. So, yeah, mojitos too, and then um, Josh Fox. You remember that name? So he was the one. Um, he lives out in the Carolinas. Um, he... Or Virginia, one of those two. Um, he was there. He, he's the only customer that was there, mainly just because he's the number one supporter of Aladino. He's become really good oh, friends with okay. Husto. He's the one that bought an entire box full of Aladino cigars. Yeah, when we uh, had from that us first on our first event. event. Yeah. Um, super supporter of them. Well, he brought a bunch of whiskey with him. God bless. So him. we drank his. We drank some of his whiskey. Um, Do you have good stuff. He did. I'm trying to remember what what one I had now. It'll come to me eventually. Should have asked me. I'd have given you some of those inflatable bottle bags. Well, stick them in your. Uh, I didn't want to deal with that. I, going through the Honduran airport, that would have gotten stolen. Nah, they, they'll take whatever your, they want you out of your bags. Not in your carry on. In yeah. your, they go through all of it. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
I didn't get anything, any problems there at all. We had just a bring really a easy of day. Rare breed. Yeah, it for like fifty bucks if it gets taken. That's true. That's sad, but you'll but li- you'll. Live. I think um, I think Trey Trey's the master. Trey brings sleeves of the little single serves, and he just throws them in his bag. It's like all of them are under two ounces or yeah. under four ounces, so you're you're safe to take them. Oh yeah. I'm like, yeah, boy, that's a lot of a lot of whiskey. You just mix that stuff together and light it on fire, and the plane comes down. Just saying. Yeah. But yeah. Had a blast. I can't wait to get that video going, show you some of these pictures Absolutely. of the farm. And yeah. It it was very amazing. Yeah, it'd be cool. Can't wait to go back already. Already missing it. Dude, I'm in the final third of this cigar. Uh, you're, you're not nearly as far as I am on it. Um, this is fantastic. It does all of the baking spice sort of the bready notes in there but it still has a, a bright quality to it yeah which is kind of nice it's and that has to be coming from the can- candela yeah but it's not burning hay like no a it's lot not of vegetable at all they, either like most candelas remind me of like when i'd go over to my uh my grandparents house and they'd be lighting the yard on fire because that's what they did instead of mowing it yeah just light it on fire and that's like that's the my general like how I perceive most candelas and that's not this at all no it is black pepper spicy yeah. in the retro hail which yeah. is extremely nice yeah and I mean not knowing what they think the strength level on this is I'm saying this might be a medium plus medium full I think it is medium plus um, it starts out like a solid medium and then in this final third it's got medium up. plus it yeah. does it does but Which, it doesn't catch that black pepper until the second third on the stick. I I was getting it early on, but not like not super spicy. I it would just tingle the nose. Yeah. Now no, it's just like I, boom. It, in the first third, I was ready to call it just like cinnamon heat. Second third, it's like oh, that's distinctly black pepper. Yeah. And, uh, man, the thing is great. I love it. It's I, fantastic. I was like I said, I it's to me, it's not a candela because I mean I've smoked probably four or five different candelas. Most of them I can't get halfway through before I'm laying it down. I mean, this is a candela I will actually smoke. Oh, yeah. I, and uh, that's one of the reasons why I was telling them down there. I'm like, I get trying to release this maybe around St. Patty's Day. I don't want people to see this as a gimmick. Yeah. This is a daily smoker for anybody that wants to try it. They need to try it. I would almost rather see this be released in April only yeah. because it's a new cigar. It's not a It's not a St. Patty's Day gimmick cigar yeah totally but we may have it by st patty's day and if we do we'll I'll still smell it for yep. st patty's day exactly for science for science i have to get a little bit more whiskey because yeah i gotta see how uh, it's interacting with uh with the stick this far in yeah um this uh barrel new year th- this candela has completely changed my perception of barrel new me too year. i wasn't it wasn't one I would reach for, but with this cigar, oh my god! I will say also, I'm I'm anxious to to go back to that again with another cigar and see how it is too, because I was the same way. Of all the barrel, hey man, um, of all the barrel products, this would have been my least favorite of all four that we have. We've got Vantage, we've got um, Dovetail, this one, and the Seagrass. This would have been my least favorite of all of them. Yeah. Only because it just wasn't super special to me. 
It is now. I mean, it really is with this cigar. So I'm anxious to maybe try it again with some other cigars. Because I've only drank it on a fresh palate with no cigar just to try it. Um, but we got plenty of this, so you need to come by and try this. Okay. I think it'll go well with a nice spicy Habano. In the f- final third of this cigar, and I am I'm about ready to put it out. I actually will. Uh... Going from smoke to sip, it it is introduced a uh, like candied orange peel note. Still that German roasted pecan, kind of that croissant, that pastry thing in yeah. this, in the sip. But there's a uh, citrusy quality to it that's really nice. And you come back from the other direction. You go from sip to smoke, and what it does is it creates a a really nice sweet pastry note yeah. out of the cigar. Yeah. Absolutely. Is, I haven't had too many coughs during this one. That's not bad. It isn't bad. Well, it's because you're drinking. True. Best cough syrup is whiskey. It is. It is. It is very much That's so. That's a fact. Um, right I don't know. We got anything else to talk about? I don't know. I was thinking that we should probably do a monthly blind, like plan an episode where we're doing a normal pairing. But each person brings the other one, just a one-ounce sample, and tries to guess it. Of something on the bar? Whatever. You know. Okay. It doesn't have to be surprising or anything like that. I was just thinking that that might be a a fun thing for, at least for us. So, I don't know if it would be for you out there in the audience. Well, I know a lot of the guys that do listen to this that tell us they listen to it. They're whiskey guys too. Yeah, so, so it might be kind of fun. Even for them if to see even if stuff. we can't guess it, it would be a fun thing to hear somebody's reaction about yeah uh, the certain bottle completely blind. And if if you're one of those guys that has a really great collection, and there's something you want us to try blind. Yeah, let us know. I mean, I would love to. I, I love trying new stuff that I've never had. Yeah. Um, it, you know, like when Scott came and did that, Scott Johnston. Cheers. Shout out. Cheers. We haven't done many cheersing today, man. No, I know. It's not right. When he brought the the blind in for us, that was a lot of fun. It um, was. I mean, it literally brought a bottle onto our bar because of what he brought us to try. Even though we got the wrong one, it's, it's still, still very good. similar. Yeah. But. Yep. So. Mm. It's a. Uh, mm. Trying to think of what else has been what else is going on right now in the industry. Oh, I did uh, hear that the um, that the. The tax, they're working hard on trying to get the tax through, even though they're also working really hard to kill flavor again. Yeah. I, I don't know where we're going to go on that, but I'm I don't know where I'm it's very hopeful. Get, but that is, it's always a threat. So if there's a flavored stick you like, come on in, stock up a little bit. Yeah. I would say if they do ever, I, and I just don't see how they're going to do it. I mean... There's just too many people out there that make them. I, I, I don't know. But if they do it, I know they've already done it out in um, California. Yeah. They've even, they've even banned menthol cigarettes in yeah. California. Which is actually, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it could come this way. I mean, we're not in a, a high liberal state that pushes a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, again, the wrong people with the bigger voices say the wrong thing. It could happen. Yeah. Um, I would think there's going to be, if that does come about, there'll be a time frame where you can stock up. But if you're worried, you know, we got plenty of yeah. stock here too. Come and get some. Other thing is, we got in a couple of uh, cigars this week mm-hmm. um, from All Saints. You want to plug those? Yeah. Yeah. So we got the, they call them the Vesper size. So again, the Vesper is, 
is a, about a Corona size, just a little bit bigger ring gauge. Yeah. Um, and we've got those in the St. Francis, the St. Francis, Colorado, and the Dedication Habano. Yeah. The Dedications have not shipped yet, um, but we've got those three in here. We didn't get a lot of them because I wasn't sure how well they'd sell. We're obviously getting to the point where we're getting closer to spring. People are going to not be smoking as many of the smaller ones. Um, I know Adam Fox, shout out. Shout out to Adam. He smoked one last night, yesterday. So I'm anxious to hear what he thought about that one. Um, I smoked one of St. Francis yesterday. It was good. I mean, basically just same flavors you get out of the, the full size. Um, All Saints, just more condensed, more flavorful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is that the only new cigar we got? I think that's it. Um. Like I said, the, um, the Candelas will be coming hopefully in the next few weeks. Um, we'll be getting those in stock. I ordered 30 boxes of them. We'll see, and hopefully they'll they'll go well. Yeah. Um, the Sumatra, I'm not sure when that's coming. That could be down the road. Yeah. I don't think that's anytime really soon. Okay. Um, and then, like I said, the event cigars will be coming. We'll have those whenever we have an Aladino event here. And I brought one back for you to try. It's back here, too. Amen. Um, Thank you. So, Yeah. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Um, can't wait to have this pairing for you guys. I yeah. think you're going to enjoy it. Um, we'll probably try more pairings once we get more stock in of the Candela to see what it does. Because I'm anxious to see how it does with a rye and how it does with maybe a finished. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking it might go really well with that, that Vantage. Oh, I think so. I think our backbone pick would be delicious with this. Totally. Um, I really feel like this is going to go well with about any whiskey you want to put. This would go well with the Irish. Yeah, I think that green apple would kind of pop with all that notes oh, that come out of this. So yeah, so yeah, we'll ha definitely have this. Oh, we do have um, a new beer. It's the new Two Toms. Um, it's, it's a, a it's the Imperial Stout. Eleven percent. Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Eleven point one. Eleven point two percent. And it's um, pecans, vanilla. vanilla, and cocoa nibs, and honey, and honey. Yes. Yeah. And. Um, I can't remember the name of it. It's, it's a very, very, very long name. But we have that in stock now. So if you're looking for a nice Imperial Stout to finish off the, the winter season, yeah, we're probably going to be sampling one today, you know, science. For science. Um, later on today. Yeah, you got to know what we a, have on the bar. There's also a Czech um, Amber yeah. that he brought me a sample of. We're going to try it. If it's good, we'll be bringing that into our... Um, Offering as well from Two Toms. Absolutely. So absolutely. And then uh, we the, didn't get any new whiskey. Serial killer sours have gone really well. Lucky yeah. Charms has been the most popular. It's gone. Um, I think it's mostly because Tam kept drinking them. <laughs> yeah, she said I drank two of those myself. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. The problem with those, they only come. They come in four or six four packs, and each four pack has one of each four. Because if I could just buy a case of the Lucky Charms, we'd sell it. Oh, yeah. The other three are great. I mean, it's what? Frankenberry, Booberry, and Fruit Brute? Yeah. All of them are great. I mean, yep. They literally taste like a sour cereal. I mean, yeah. it's just amazing. It's wonderful. Um, yeah. So we got all that in here. Cool. Come by and check us out. Yeah. Well, I guess we can wrap it up. So yeah. You can find me on Instagram at the Whiskey Pastor. Be sure to, if you're on the podcast platform, Leave us a review on there. It really helps boost things. And yeah. again, on YouTube, like it. Leave us a comment, even if it's just for comment's sake. 
it's a great way to help promote the shop. People are finding the shop because of this. Yeah, and it's been amazing. In a world where you can't really advertise tobacco that much, this is kind of how we can do it. Yeah, so. it is. And I mean, we're we're definitely going to be pressing in pretty heavy on the on the podcast and the videos, just because this is fun for us, but also allows us to get something out to you guys. Um, hopefully, it's beneficial to you. If you have any thoughts and ideas, let us know. We yeah. we definitely love to bring different new content. Um, you know, there's there's obviously a little bit of banter that we do for fun, but in all honesty, it's more about you know promoting what we're doing here and also engaging you as a customer and as a as a friend. Well, the other thing in this is, whole process without without something like this, you probably wouldn't have heard all that from Rob. Yeah, you know. Unless yep. you sat him down for an hour where he was able to be uninterrupted and well, just kept asking questions. So and it's one, a way to record stories like that. Yeah, and once we get the entire video edited and ready to go, it'll be going up on the YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. um, and that's probably the only place you can actually post it out there being that long of a video. Yeah. I probably do uh, a little snippet, you know, like picture snippet where we can do a, a reel or something like that too. Yeah. But it won't be the in-depth seeing the process and actually seeing video. So yeah. that'll be coming out too. Totally. So, and again, you can follow us on um, Instagram at Final Third Cigar, Facebook. We have a Facebook page, Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge. Yeah. And the YouTube channel is Final Third Cigar Whiskey Lounge as well. Yeah. Thanks so, guys for hanging out with yeah, us. Yeah, thanks a lot. And we will see you next week. Cheers. Cheers.